0: Welcome to the Healthy Perspective Podcast with your host, chiropractor, entrepreneur, mentor, and author, Dr. Chris Bowman. He'll break down and extract the secret sauce behind his own success and the success of some of the top leaders in every category and from around the world. Get ready for your weekly mental adjustment because shift is going to happen.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Healthy Perspective podcast. I promise you today is going to be high caliber. You get two <laughs> entrepreneurs, people that are um, hell bent on changing the world and your, your ears are going to be on fire. Um, today, we have Mr. Tommy Breedlove, the Wall Street Journal and USA Today's best selling author of the book Legendary and the founder of the Legendary Life Movement, a movement that empowers driven people to be pros in leadership, business, mindset and their relationships. Tommy thank you so much for joining me.
0: Chris my brother it is an absolute honor to be here we're doing an Atlanta to California uh, show today so super excited to be here man just envious of your weather and let's let's lean in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I love what you know, COVID was able to bring out, you know, just being able to connect, you know, a conversation that we might never have, that the world might not, never get to experience. Yeah, it's a conversation that that needs to happen. So I'm, I'm thankful for technology, thankful for this time together. Um, so your your book, Legendary, your consulting, your mastermind, you know, all these things are, are focused on you know, bringing the best out of people and, and, you know, kind of changing that 87 octane gas to the 97 octane gas to bringing people to the, to the highest level of, of success. Why don't you give us a little bit of insight and, 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 um, you know, personal story behind what led to this driven attitude, um, and, and the motivation for the book, the motivation to do all this stuff on your own.
0: Yeah. God willing, I can do this really, really fast so we can <laughs> lean into the the goodness part of this because, what led me there was a lot of darkness, man. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the south side of Atlanta in uh, lower blue collar. think a uh, hardworking part of the world, lower middle class, uh, no one in my family and certainly no one in my neighborhood had ever thought about attending a uh, university or, or mm-hmm. doing something. So I was the first one scheduled to do that. Uh, the problem is I grew up in and around, especially inside the home, violence and abuse and outside of the home. Mm-hmm. And uh, at 18, I had a full ride to a lot of universities. And instead of going to universities, taking those full rides, I I became what I hated. I became that violence and abuse. Mm. And so I committed a violent crime at 18. I was looking at seven years and two felonies in prison. Luckily, because it was my first adult offense, they dropped it down to heavy misdemeanors. But I was sentenced to two years. And instead of being at a university, I spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. Mm. Really cool thing happened there, though, brother is an African-American gentleman, decided to step across racial lines, mentor me. I didn't have any good male mentorship, Mm. both on the street nor around me growing up. He decided to mentor me, hold me accountable, called me Youngblood, said, you're not going to become a product of this revolving door system. You're going to do something about it. So got out, went to work for a nuclear waste container factory for $6 an hour during the day. Community college at night. Did end up at the University of Georgia. And one of the things I'm proud of is I went from a jail cell to a company called Deloitte and Touche in three years. And I think that's now one of the largest financial consulting firms, if not the largest in the world. Wow. But let's fast forward. And this is how I got into what I'm doing now. So fast forward. Remember, I came from humble beginnings and tough beginnings, and I never really dealt with any of that. So I mm-hmm. thought money, power, success, fame, and would bring me happiness, would bring me joy, would bring me peace of mind and fulfillment. And at thirty six, I had the corner office, shiny cufflinks, car on the outside. Man, you just said this guy's got it all. Mm-hmm. He's going somewhere. He's a junior partner and a rising. Uh, it was a different firm at that time. He's going to be something. He is something. But on the inside, I was that scared, insecure little boy. And how that actually came out was arrogance, tough guy, important guy, outwork you guy, anything but actually me, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And when the money and status didn't fill me up, man, I turned to all the darkness that men and women turn to. Mm-hmm. And ended up in a ditch in downtown Atlanta. And like, how the heck did I get here? Wow. I was probably doing some multi-million dollar deal a week before. Wow. And at that moment, man, that's where I said, enough is enough. I'm going to find out who Tommy is, find some self-respect, self-love, self-confidence, real self-confidence, not the arrogance that I was, which is loud and insecure, but truly owning my power and peace and confidence and being the person I was born to be. So it made me my full-time job, man. And then I'll wrap this up by saying this. I'll tell you the tangible results, what happened to me over the next three years of working on my heart muscles, my mind muscles, my physical muscles, my soul, really learning who I was and working on me, the inner game. Mm-hmm. In three years, I went from junior partner to senior partner to international practice leader to owner of the firm and elected to the board of directors at 39. Wow. Most of those folks were in their 60s. Wow! My income double, my network 10X with all the right people and not the wrong people. Right. And my marriage went from life support to... Um, to rock solid, but here's the intangible results. Calmness, peace of mind, courage, confidence, uh, love, -love, self-love, self-respect, self-joy. And so here's the cool part. Here's how it all fell in my lap. And then we'll get into the work
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is my network of venture capitalists, private equity, entrepreneurs, executives, bankers, lawyers, doctors. They all started reaching out to me. Say, look, man, you didn't give up your ambition and drive but you work a whole lot less and are a whole lot more successful and seem a whole lot happier. How did you do that, dude? Mm. And so after about the 20th one, I'm like, Hey man, there's really something to this. And so I walked away at the top of the game, sold my equity in the firm, resigned my board seat, took 65% of our household income away and went and chased a dream. Wow. Here we are 10 years later with a flourishing, legendary life, uh, executive and entrepreneur movement. We've written a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. And I'm having conversations with epically cool people like you, man. So that's my origin story, brother.
1: <laughs> I love it. You know, and and it sounds so cliche, but when you're when you're in it, like when it's you, it's like, I did that. You know, that's cool. You know, what, when you're talking, it reminds me. Do you remember a few years ago when uh, Pokemon Go became a thing on people's phones? And we all were saying like, people look like zombies, like literally just like looking down at their phones, like not people getting hit by cars, people, you know, all sorts of stuff happening because people are literally just living their life, you know, through what was happening on their phone. And the, the thought hit me, you know, we, we think of other people as zombies, like they're not connected. I'm good. I'm, I'm with the world. But I think there's a lot of people out there that don't realize they are a shell of a being. They're not in tune with who they are or what they want or the things that they want to accomplish. And so while it's easy to put, you know, put zombie on somebody else, I think it's a hard thing to realize like, oh my gosh, like I am a shell. Like, I I don't know actually, you know, who I am. What are some of those first questions that you started to ask yourself that you kind of coach people through, um, you know, even with dealing with drama or dealing with past, um, um, hurts or, or insult or injuries or whatever how do you walk that balance of dealing with the past and not dwelling with it and creating something in the future that you actually want to achieve
0: yeah I had a mentor ask this great question I had a mentor once I started doing this work working with coaches working with therapists reading every self-development business book and inspiring you know really replacing the darkness with good, like doing the work, doing the reps every day on my heart muscles, my mind muscles. But I remember when I first started that process, a mentor appeared in my life and he asked me the question, Tommy, are you ready to start living your life and stop living the story you've been telling yourself? Mm. And I think the zombies you're talking about are living a story Mm. and what they've got to realize is they got to go find the nearest mirror and know that that's a problem and the solution. That is the problem and the solution. There's no magic pill. There's no quick fix and there's nobody on a white horse coming to save you. So the first thing you got to become is aware. Hmm. And do you use your past or your mistakes or your regrets? And we all have them. Some of them are huge. Some of them are small. Do you use that as an anchor to hold you down and tell yourself a really negative story? Or are you going to use it as a platform to stand on and gratitude and think I, I went through that so I can do this. Hmm. And so, the first thing you got to become is what the first thing I would say too is people got to realize they're not alone. Hmm. We all have fears, insecurities, worries. We all have certain versions of we're not enough, smart enough, cute enough, rich enough. You know, we all have it because we're constantly inundated with negativity. Right. But to know you're not alone. So, where do you lack success, money, business, relationships, happiness? Are you stressed out? Are you angry? Are you worried? Because all of that can be unwired. Mm. You just got to be able to look in the mirror, take small actions daily. The easiest thing to do is to eliminate something negative. Is it watching four hours of Netflix when you need to be watching 30? Is it Mm. get rid of a negative person? If you're having 12 beers a day, do you need to only have two? Get rid of a negative, right? That's the easy quick fix. It's Mm. also very hard to do. Mm -hmm. And then you got to start building the muscles because we're not taught to build our emotional muscles. We're not taught to build our mental muscles. We're not mm-hmm. taught to build our financial muscles. And even worse, we're not talk about we're not taught how to build relationship muscles. Yeah. So lean in. was it? Gratitude, is it reading a book? Is it listening to a great podcast like this? I mean, there's a thousand things you can do. What I call doing the reps to build that self-confidence, self-love, self-respect. But you got to become aware. You got to lighten up and know you're not alone because if you're dealing with it, whatever it is, millions of others are. So let's get off of Instagram, fabulous, and LinkedIn success. That's nonsense. Right. And lean in, take some negatives away, and add some positives in. And over time, success, money, happiness, peace of mind, because you're building positive muscles and you're eliminating negative. You got to become aware. No, you're not alone. But you have to take action to do something different today than you did yesterday so that you can be the version of yourself that you were born to be. And I'll leave it at
1: that. That's so good. You know, I think think people want to take action, especially in a COVID world where people are like, I'm sick and tired of working this job. I'm sick and tired of living here. It's why my town is blowing up. We're in between the cities. And so people can have the house that actually fits their family, the land where they can do what they want. You know, it's like Idaho and Tennessee and all these places are blowing up. Georgia. Georgia, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Georgia as well. Because people are able we, to.
0: We closed for about six minutes.
1: <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, because people are allowed to live the lifestyle that they want, and 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 work, you know, w- without the confines of like I have to live where I work, but I can live where I want and, and build a lifestyle that I love. I, I don't think there's a in a sense of lack of motivation for people wanting you know a better life. I think, and and this is kind of a principle of me I see as a, as a clinician as a practitioner. People want less pain, people want less fat, people want more joy, people want, you know, better financial success, people want, and so we can come in here and say, well, get rid of the negative and add the positive, but sometimes I think negative might be a gray area, you know, and you working in the world of, of, you know, financial success, there's a difference between a liability and an asset. You know, people sometimes, a house can be a liability. A house can also be an asset. A car can be a liability. A house can, or a car can also be an asset. How do you equip people to ask better questions for reducing the liabilities and adding more assets into their life? Because it may look different from one person than it does for another. How do you go about distinguishing what's something you want to get rid of and what's something that you want to add?
0: If I asked 99 out of 100 people, what's the one thing in your life by eliminating that one thing would bring you 10 X and happiness, peace of mind and fulfillment. I would bet 99 out of hundred people would know what that is. Mm. So that one thing is a, a liability. Mm. And if you've overburdened yourself with too much cost or you're worried all the time, you're angry, what's causing that worry, what's causing that angry, what's causing that fear, if you eliminate that, do you, el- do you need to eliminate 24-hour news? Do you need to eliminate less social media? Do you hmm. need to eliminate watching TV and binging for eight hours a day? Because yeah. that is the most unproductive thing you could possibly do. Right. Is there a negative human being you need to get out of your life? Because that's training your emotions. Um, people would probably, that's a liability. So that's the difference. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I would ask people, what's the one thing you need to add to your life by adding it? would increase your happiness, success, or fulfillment 10X. Hmm. People probably know what that is too. That's an asset. So is it filling your cup or is it depleting your cup? Is it giving you energy or taking your energy? Are you worried and fearful all the time and angry and judging others? Or are you happy? Um, And happiness is a journey. Do you have joy in your life? Do you have love in your life? Are Are you hanging out with people who make you better, make you happy and are net givers? So that's what I would distinguish between an asset and a liability. Mm. And here's the thing. If you don't know where to begin, ask somebody, Mm. listen to a podcast, read a book, participate in your own rescue. Again, no one's coming to save you. There is no quick fix. There is no magic pill. But there are a billion of podcasts, great personal development books, leadership books, um, seminars, courses, it is literally at your fingertips, Mm -hmm. but you made a great point. I mean, people are thirsting for this, but they got to go do the work. Nothing in life ever comes easy. That's why quick fix rich schemes don't work and lottery winners become broke within years. Mm -hmm. And chocolate cake feels good, but over time it makes you fat. Right. And so right. <laughs> I mean, right. and I like me some chocolate cake and red right. wine, but I limit it. Right. Cause, right. and so for me, it starts with a feeling. Hmm. And here's the thing about awareness. When you become aware, you can't become unaware. That's good. And you can use awareness to shame yourself to death, or you can use awareness to take action and do something about it and ask yourself this deep, dark question. Are you, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Or are you angry? Are you worried? You're scared. Um, And the quickest thing you can possibly do is never watch a moment of news ever in your life again. (laughs) I don't care if you're left leaning or right leaning and I am right in the center, man. I don't Uh I just don't like politics. Right. And so and you won't be uninformed. Let me tell you why, because everybody else still watches that crap because it's Mm -hmm. addictive. Right. They're going to tell you about it, and they're going to tell you your, their opinion about it. So you never have to watch it, and it's right. going to make you feel better.
1: Right. <laughs> You're not going to be living a life of fear, of constantly being told what to do. You can actually make your own decisions, and <laughs> you don't go from there.
0: Yeah, they're puppeteers telling you a great script, and they're well-paid actors. Yep. And the whole thing is to sell advertising. It's not to give you news. Right, right. And yep. what's crazy is, yep. you know, you liked Bob across the street two weeks ago, and you found out Bob voted for somebody you didn't like. And now you got to hate him because the news mm-hmm. tells you that. that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the sheep or the lion? Do you want to be the puppeteer or the puppet? All you got to do is cut it off. And right. if enough of us cut it off, they go out of business.
1: Yep. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the news is customers it isn't us. The news is customers is the people that are paying them ads to keep their <laughs> junk. on percent. <laughs> we're the puppets, right? We're, we're the puppets. We're being manipulated. Yep. Um, you talk about working out muscles. Um, you know, I think when most people think about working out mental muscles, they think about playing more Sudoku or, you know, something like that. What are some things that you've turned to, to exercise your mental muscles?
0: Absolutely. So I read everything I can get my hands on and each morning, and I'm not kidding. I, I wish we were, I was upstairs. I could show you all this because it's sitting on my counter. Each morning I read what I call daily inspirations mm-hmm. and it's an ancient text. So think I read a text from Buddhism. I read a text from stoicism. I read a text from Christian and, and some modern writers as well, because there's ancient good wisdom that's been around for thousands of years that helps mm-hmm. me be better. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly feeding myself nutrition And I apply those learnings into my life. So I read every single thing I can get my hands on. And when I'm walking, I'm listening to books. Mm -hmm. And even my book, Legendary, if you're not a reader, let me read it to you. Here's something else I do every single day. And this is all of us struggle with some component of self-love and self-respect. But we have to lead ourselves first before we lead others. We have to respect Mm -hmm. ourselves first before we respect others. Mm -hmm. and We have to love ourselves first before we can truly love others. So every day. I write gratitudes, affirmations, and intentions, things I'm grateful for. But I also write myself some gratitudes toward myself, exhibit some self-love for myself. So that helps build the, the heart muscle. I meditate between 20 and 40 minutes every single day. That helps me to be proactive and not reactive. It helps me to be present and not always out in the future or in the past. I literally am dogmatic about who I surround myself with. I have three rules for friendship. And if they don't meet these rules, including my family, I don't hang out with them. Mm. Number one, do they make me happy? If they don't, I don't spend time with them. (laughs) Number two, do they make me better? Usually the people that make me better don't make me happy because they kick me in the face. And number three, are they net givers or net takers? Mm. And you got to meet one of those three and I'll hang out with you. Right. Um, and I don't care what yeah. your politics or religion or who you are. I just want to, that you make me better. You net give or you make me yeah. happy. I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. And so I think it. So <clears throat> let me let me rephrase. I read every morning. I meditate. For me, prayer is a big thing. Hmm. Um, not for everybody, but for me, um, I do my gratitudes, affirmations and intentions. I surround myself with positive people and I'm constantly learning something new. It's good. And what happens is, is when you learn something new, you realize you don't know anything and experience life. Go out there and travel. Talk mm-hmm. to someone that looks different from you. Talk to yeah. someone with a different religion. And what you will realize is that we're all the same. Yeah. We just want to be seen, heard, loved, valued right. and free. Right. And if we remember that and they bleed just like we do and they will die just like us. So experiencing life, get out of your comfort zone, travel, eat different foods, talk to people who aren't in your neighborhood. And all of those things will make you more happy, more fulfilled, uh, feeling of courage of confidence, but they're muscles. Yeah. And if you don't work out on them every day, you mm-hmm. atrophy. Right. And if you don't think we're mentally and emotionally weak, turn on social media mm. and you'll see what emotional and mental weakness looks
1: like. Right. Right. Can you talk a little bit about, um, some of your favorite chapters about the book? Um, you know, what, what are. When you talk about the book, if you could only tell people a couple sentences about it, you know, a couple pages, what would you get out there?
0: I would tell them the the reason we put the word legendary is it's not that I think I'm legendary. It's something that's given to us by society. Mm. And did we leave this community, our people we touched, and this planet a little bit better than we found it? Mm. And did we live life on our terms, within our power, with courage, confidence, self-love, Did we build toward financial freedom? Were we the masters of our time or was our time the masters of us? Did we experience Mm. the good life? And finally, did we work at mastering our mindsets, developing unconditional love for ourselves and have intimate relationships with our friends, families, and others? Legendary is a leadership book on how to lead yourself so that you can lead others. It's a a book on how to love yourself so you can love others and respect yourself so you can respect others. And finally, I would be lying because I'm a financial guy. Mm. And money is a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. If you use the tools and books like legendary and you, I want you to make a lot of money cause you'll make great impact. Right. But if you're an ass <laughs> money will only magnify that assness <laughs> and, and final thing I'll say on money and I'll let it go, but that's what legendary is a self-leadership book. And finally, I will say this. If anyone around you says money is not important, like, T. Harbecker says, run from them because they're mm.
1: broke. <laughs> mm. Mm. Good lesson. Good lesson. That that's, sounds like it's came from uh, experience. It, it came from experience, brother.
0: <laughs> it's, it, I mean, this wisdom has been around for a thousand years. Right. If you hang out with five overweight people, you're going to be overweight. You yep. hang out with five broke people, you're going to be broke. You hang right. out with five happy people who want to make great impact. You will be happy and work toward making impact as well. That's right. We are who we surround. We're tribal Creatures, man, right, right, and you know the tribe can either lift us up, make us better, or hamper us down. You right. choose. If that's the right. only power you have. By the
1: way, is right. choice. Right. Yep. We have it for now, unless you're in Australia or the UK or Canada or.
0: <laughs> Brother, I've talked to three Australians this week, and the yeah. world's not reporting on that. It is that is borderline Nazi Germany down there. That
1: is insane. It's not good. It's not good. They need voices like us to encourage them to fight. You know, and, and reach out. Um, why don't you, uh, give our listeners a little bit about, um, what you do, uh, your retreats, your masterminding, your coaching, um, give us an insight on, on what that experience is like.
0: Yeah. So my, my programs are all designed around ambitious driven people who want to sharpen their pencil and be better, be better in leaders, be better in business, be better in life, be better in love. And, and certainly most important, be better in relationships. Mm. And the whole movement is around personal accountability, leading yourself, and being around other like-minded men and women who want to connect, who want to have authentic, real conversations, and who want to do the work in our retreats, in our masterminds, in our group programs, and at our experiences to leave better than they found it and to have real conversations and get real advice and wisdom on how to be better. And I provide them the ecosystem, I provide a safe environment, and I provide them with a network and people and humans who are just like you and me who are on this call. And we take them through these intensive retreats that are amazing, and they're designed for ambitious, driven entrepreneurs and, and, and up-and-coming managers and executives. And we have lower-level programs for the young folk out there or mm-hmm. the people in transition who also aspire to do those things. There's lower-tier you know, there's lower investments that are just as powerful, got to start somewhere, right. But we provide the community, we provide the connection, we provide the ecosystem, and we provide the content and the humans so that we can come together in a container, in an ecosystem with other like-minded people who want to be better in all phases of life. That's what the Legendary Life Movement is all about. Got two retreats coming up. Got an experience coming up. Join us. Got group programs coming up or, or check out the community at first if you want to dip your toe. The book is everywhere, man. It's, at, uh, it's in the airports. It's uh, at every bookstore. It's on Audible, electronic in all formats, man. So let me read it to you if, if you don't want to read it. So right. that's what I'll say.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get my copy. I'm going to do that right when we get off this call. Um, Tommy, it's been uh, a pleasure. I thank you for all the gems, um, your generosity, uh, your integrity, um, your desire just to help people live better lives. Um, experience better relationships, and ultimately experience life at the fullest. You know, um, being a chiropractor, you know, running running a business, you know, all of that stuff. I've had lots of coaching, lots of accountability, you know, type stuff, and, and I can say wholeheartedly that your your output is equal to your level of accountability. For example, if your only accountability is the receptionist as you're walking through the gym you're not going to go there very often and you're not going to get very good results. But if your accountability is Arnold Schwarzenegger or, you know, something like that, I guarantee you, you're going to get there faster. You're going to be more productive. You're going to avoid the ignorance tax. And so if you're looking for someone that has a high um, quality of integrity, high quality of accountability, um, go ahead and look up uh, Tommy's mastermind experiences groups. Um, I promise you you won't be disappointed.
0: And I'm so grateful for you bringing that up and let me be very transparent and authentic here. I am in the coaching and mastermind business. Guess what I have? Coaches, and I belong to two masterminds. So I'm walking this journey side by side, arm by arm, working on it and aspiring to be it myself. So just know if you want to check out us, know I'm walking the walk with you. So I, what I love about me is I get to talk in the mirror all day long and I'm like, right. Tommy, are you listening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, where, where can people find out more about all this stuff? <laughs>
0: So, you can go to, uh, you can email me directly at Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com. You can go to our website, TommyBreedLove.com. It's all there. And if you're looking for some positivity in the social media world, (laughs) we're constantly putting out money, life, business, relationship, wisdom that's been bestowed on us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. If you're looking for some positivity and some things that you can apply to life, check us out. On social media, we work hard on our content, but email me directly at Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com or just go to our website, TommyBreedLove.com, or check out the book. It's everywhere. So if you can't find the book, that's on you, not on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Tommy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, brother.
0: Thank you for listening to the Healthy Perspective Podcast. To connect with Dr. Bowman, follow him on Instagram at Dr. Chris Bowman.
1: Until next time, make shift happen.